0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, usually joined by Jeff Torrey, but Jeff is gone this week, so I'm going to do a solo show here, recapping week one Sunday of the NFL season. Bunch of good performances here, some disappointments, but I'm going to go game by game Go over what I saw, you know, I haven't seen all the games yet, but what the numbers look like and try to, you know, piece together what means what, if this something's uh should continue, what, is there situations we got to see more from, but before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF profit, or you can follow us on Instagram at fantasy football profit and the website's fantasyfootballprofit.com, where we'll have all of our rankings every single week. And some different stuff there you can always find. Also, go check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootballProfit. So I'm just going to go game by game here. Just I'm going to start. Let's let's start with Ravens Dolphins, just because this is probably what people want to know the most or were most interested in is Lamar Jackson and him showing he could uh, throw the ball a little bit today. With five touchdowns, the Ravens put up 59 points. Jackson was 17 of 20, 324 yards. Five touchdowns. He only ran the ball three times for six yards. Jeff and I have both been big Lamar Jackson supporters. But the reason was we thought the rushing ability alone was just going to make him have this floor that was pretty much, you know, impossible to top. With No other player had that kind of floor that Lamar Jackson would have. And yet, didn't even use that today. It's all the passing. Five touchdowns. Now the big question becomes... Is he improved this much, or were the Dolphins just that bad? And it's pretty clear the Dolphins are tanking this year. They've traded away a bunch of players. They're not trying. They're looking for the number one draft pick. They're just, it. There's, there's no, I mean, the players are, obviously, there's effort there. But there isn't from the front office. They don't want to win this season, and that showed. But I think it's kind of a mix. Lamar Jackson, I did expect to be better this year throwing the ball. That was going to make him a much-improved fantasy player. But we need to see more from this just based on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just, you're going to start your players against the Dolphins every week. I believe the Patriots have the Dolphins next week, so Tom Brady's going to be a huge start. But it was good to see some of this stuff. It was good to see that from Lamar Jackson. It was great to see Mark Ingram go 14 carries, 107 yards, and get two touchdowns. You know it's another player we've been hyping up this preseason here. It's good to see him play well like that and, you know without even the threat of Lamar Jackson running there, it was still Mark Ingram doing that. But I guess the, the biggest story other there's two big stories here, other than Lamar Jackson. Marquise Brown, four catches, hundred and forty seven yards and two touchdowns. Two big touchdowns there. He only had five targets, got the four catches. We'll see if that continues. I I like the speed from him. That guy's quick. He looked really good. We'll see if that, you know, becomes a thing that happens every week. Obviously he's gonna be up at the top of most everyone's waiver wire pickups this week. But then Mark Andrews looked really solid. Eight targets, got eight catches off those eight targets. Eight catches, 108 in the touchdown. He looked really good. He was a player that if you picked him as like a late round at the end of the draft tight end, you're feeling pretty good right now. I picked him up in a few different leagues. I didn't like going after those top tight ends. And Andrews was a good pickup. I think this is... He's going to be solid every week. This is going to be maybe a little better than normal, but I think we should see some good things from him. On the Dolphins' side of the ball, just, um, (laughs) there's nothing really to take away from this. (laughs) It's just not good. The running game, Kenyon Drake, 4 carries, 12 yards. Kalen Balazs, 5 carries, negative 1 yards. I mean, I guess the only even slightly bright spot, I guess, you could say is Devontae Parker with 3 for 75, but... That's really not much. One was a forty nine yard touchdown or touchdown. Forty nine yard catch that made his numbers jump up a little bit. Really, nothing nothing from Miami here. You're just you don't want to play any Miami players right now. It's just not not something you want to do. Go to Titans and Browns. Now this one everyone comes into the year thinking the Browns, you know, Super Bowl contenders kind of a thing. Wow, they really let people down early on. They scored on the first drive. It looked like Maybe, you know, hey, this is going to become a – they're going to live up to the hype. And after that, they just couldn't get anything going. Baker Mayfield, 285 yards, one touchdown, but three picks. He was forcing a lot of there there at the end, trying to get – trying to bring them back. It just wasn't happening. Nick Chubb at 17 for 75, solid, but with the way the game went, they really couldn't get it going from him. And on the receiving side of things, Odell Beckham did have 11 targets, caught seven balls, 71 yards. Jarvis Landry, four for 67. Njoku, four for 37 and a touchdown. I'm expecting better things from the Browns. Don't panic yet. It uh, wasn't pretty, but I think things will improve there. And on the Tennessee side, Marcus Mariota threw three touchdowns on only 14 of 24 passing, 248 yards. So we got the touchdowns there. Derrick Henry, 19 of 84 and a touchdown. Then also caught the one, 75 yard play there that really boosted his fantasy day. So it was a good performance from Derrick Henry picking up where he left off at the end of last year. You know, that's, I wasn't as you know, sold on Henry, but you know, that's that's solid. And Deion Lewis really wasn't used there. Three catches, or three carries, seven yards, had three catches for six yards. Not a lot going from there. It's definitely Derrick Henry getting the majority of the work, and you know, maybe we were, we were a little low on Derrick Henry. The receiving side of the things, Corey Davis, three targets, no catches. That's uh just uh, disappointing to see. AJ Brown looked good though. The rookie, three catches, a hundred yards, and then Delaney Walker gets himself two touchdowns off five for fifty five. But um, Corey Davis, I'm I <laughs> keep hoping and thinking there's gonna be something there, and it's it's that's uh, just not happening right now. Let's go over Falcons, Vikings. Vikings pretty much in control the whole game, get the win. I thought Dalvin Cook looked great in this one. Twenty-one carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. He just he looked good, and even Alexander Madison. If Cook is to go down, Madison's going to be a really good pickup. He's going to definitely make my waiver wire pickups for week two, just because he's a player I think should be owned on every on every team. He had nine for 49. Just he looked looked solid. And I think if he if uh, Cook were to go down, Madison's going to be a good player. Kirk Cousins. Only had to throw the ball 10 times. There just wasn't much going on. 8 for 10, 98 yards of touchdown. It's hard to read into anything on the Minnesota passing game in this one. With Adam Thielen getting 3 for 43. Diggs, 2 for 37. It's just, they didn't throw the ball. They didn't have to. It's they'll be, they'll be better than that, obviously. But they just didn't need to do it today, so why would they? Atlanta didn't look. That was not a very good game from them. Matt Ryan was 33-46, had 304 yards, but two touchdowns, two picks. Julio Jones gets a touchdown late to salvage his day, but it was only six for 31 in a touchdown. So even with the touchdown, it didn't turn into a great game. But got lucky there at the end. Calvin Ridley, four for 64. Not much there as well, but gets a touchdown. Hooper did what you expect Austin Hooper to do, nine for 77. That's about, that's a good Austin Hooper game. That's really what you should expect from him. And the running game. This is where probably the biggest disappointment was. It's Devontae Freeman, 8 carries, 19 yards. He had 3 catches, 12 yards. Uh, Yeah, just didn't come to perform today. This was a disappointing day for Atlanta. Not not very excited if you own some Atlanta players right now. Just nothing there. Bills, Jets, Bills win by one. They come back and get the win. Josh Allen didn't really pick up where he left off last year, fantasy-wise. 254 yards pass and a touchdown, two picks, 10 carries, 38 yards. Didn't quite do that. Devin Singletary only had four carries, but turned him into 70 yards. It's going to be very interesting if they actually try to use him next week and what's there. I mean, he looked good when he had the chance. He just didn't have much of a chance. Frank Gore, 11 for 20. Just, eh, <laughs> that's nothing there. John Brown looked great. Seven catches, 123 yards and a touchdown. We always wait for John Brown to break out. We keep, you know, we talk about him in the preseason, thinking, hey, maybe this is the time. And you know what? He looked very good. He's their number one. Looks like Cole Beasley is going to be involved. You have 5 or 40. Not much from Zay Jones there. But John Brown, definitely one of the top waiver wire pickups for Week 2. I feel like I feel like John Brown's always on that list. Every year. We get a big game like this, and then maybe he disappears next week. It's... He's just always around on on the list. He'll he'll, he'll be up and down. Just like we'll go to the Eagles, Redskins. And I know everyone's going to be tempted. Deshaun Jackson, eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. This was a little bit more than, I guess, just like he had two big touchdowns. Yes, but he still did have 10 targets. I just have the hardest time buying in because how many times has Deshaun Jackson done this to us? I know Jeff. He's already. He knew this was gonna be one of them where he says, "I still feel he still feels good about his uh, stay away from Deshaun Jackson call." And I, I, I agree with him. Yet yeah, I do. I still do. There, Deshaun Jackson might come back next week and just put up two for twenty. It's it's how he seems to work. But hey, it's promising right there with Wentz. Maybe this is a guy Wentz is gonna go for. Zach Ertz had five for 54. Not what you were hoping for. If you you know after drafted him, you probably had to draft him early to get him. So this isn't really, you know, not really a fan of that that uh, performance there. Alshon five for 49 gets a touchdown to turn it into a pretty good game. Now the rushing game, they're all going to be used. This is going to be this is going to be uh, brutal for fantasy owners. Miles Sanders led the team in carries with 11 for 25, but his long was 19, so his other 10 were for 6 yards. One good one, not the greatest after that. Jordan Howard at 6 for 44, Darren Sproles at 9 for 47. Yeah, this is going to be um, a nightmare. Um, hopefully, I guess Miles Sanders maybe can still earn the backfield later on, but it's not happening anytime soon. Now for Washington, Case Keenum. I have to give him credit there. 380 yards passing, 3 touchdowns, no picks. Looked really good. And Terry McLaurin, the rookie, 5 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He looked impressive. He's another one that's going to find himself on the waiver wire pickups for Week 2. Vernon Davis gets a nice touchdown early on. That was extremely impressive for the 35-year-old. Didn't think he still had that kind of uh, play in him, but that was uh, really good. Now, Darius Geis... Got the start, obviously, with Adrian Peterson inactive. And only had 10 carries for 18 yards. I know Philly has a very good rush defense. Hopefully that's part of it. 3 for 20 uh, receiving. I want to see more from guys. Hopefully um, this is just uh, you know tough first going in his first game. And next week, be better. Rams, Panthers. Rams get the three-point win. Jared Goff wasn't very good. 23 for 39, 186 yards, a touchdown, a pick. And because of it, the three receivers, not, nothing really there. I guess in PPR, Robert Woods is the best bet there. He had 8 for 70. Did he did get 13 targets. Cooper Cup had 10 targets and got 7 for 46. Brandon Cooks only had six targets. Caught two balls, 39 yards. and But the biggest story, of course, is always going to be Todd Gurley. So Todd Gurley... He had 14 carries. I know they come in saying he's not going to be on a pitch count. They definitely didn't want to overuse him. They wanted to ease him in and see what they had there. But first half, not much going. Second half, he looked like Todd Gurley. 14 carries. He had 97 yards for the day, 6.9 yards per carry. He really did look good later on. Hopefully, that was just trying to ease him into it. And now they're realizing, hey, what we got in Todd Gurley is this is still Todd Gurley. And I I believe it is. Malcolm Brown is clearly, though, the handcuff. It's not Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson, one carry. Malcolm Brown had 11 for 53, looked decent, got two touchdowns though, which really made him have a good fantasy day, but no one's playing him this week. But it looks like right now, Malcolm Brown's the handcuff to Gurley. And, you know, you still got to be cautious with Gurley. So Malcolm Brown needs to be owned. He de- he needs to be owned on, you know, pretty much majority of leagues right now. For the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey is just, <laughs> he's, he's a very good player. That's why I ranked him number one coming into this season. There was a reason I did. 19 carries, 128 yards, 2 touchdowns, 10 receptions, 81 yards. That's just just ridiculous. It's, it's just terrific numbers. I, he's going to be great all year. Cam Newton, decent, I guess, okay. <laughs> For the team, fantasy-wise, it was brutal. 239 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. He kept him in the game, but, man, we got to expect something better there. Negative 2 yards rushing, so. DJ Moore, seven catches, 76 yards. Greg Olson, four for 36 in his first game back. And Curtis Samuel, who started to get a little hype there this offseason. Only three for 32. So, yeah, we need a little bit more from the passing game. They they stayed in it with the Rams, but just couldn't quite get enough. Chiefs, 40-26 to 26 win over the Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes looked really good early on again. Then he gets the ankle injury, comes back. I don't, never really uh looked the same after that, but Looks like he'll be fine. Might, um, it yeah, might, you know, linger for a little bit, but 378 yards, three touchdowns. He's just as good as he was last year. And Sammy Watkins, though. The, the, the second I finally came up on Sammy Watkins, it's just it's ridiculous. I've been a Sammy Watkins guy every year he's been in the league. Keep waiting for this breakout. And look at this nine for 198 and three touchdowns. The breakout, it looks like it's finally here. And now with Tyreek Hill, Going down with the injury, he's going to miss a few weeks. Sammy Watkins is the number one target in this offense with Patrick Mahomes. It's, Sammy Watkins is extremely talented, and it showed today. And, man, he, he could uh, really, really be good. Travis Kelsey, three catches, 88 yards. The running game here, Damian Williams, 13 carries at the most, but only turned him into 26 yards. He did manage to get himself a touchdown, though, and had six catches for 39 yards. So he made it a pretty a decent day fantasy wise, but then LaShawn McCoy, ten carries, eighty one yards. So we'll just see how this plays out going forward. I'm not really sure how that's gonna work. It's Damian Williams isn't going to be the back people were hoping for if you drafted him. It's just it's gonna be a split with McCoy completely. Now with the Jacksonville side, Nick Foles goes down with a shoulder injury, and he was looking pretty decent early. And so this is gonna be Gardner Minshew is the new quarterback for Jacksonville. Not sure how this is going to play out. Fournette, thirteen carries, sixty-six yards. DJ Chark led the led the um, receiving there with four for one forty six and a touchdown. Chris Conley looks pretty solid, six for ninety seven and a touchdown. And I guess if you started D.D. Westbrook, he at least got you a touchdown there, but only five for thirty. But Minshu, this um man, I don't know how much I uh, I was gonna make uh, DJ Chark or Chris Conley waiver wire suggestions for week two. then they're probably still at the bottom of the list, but it's harder to do that when we just don't know what we got there um, from the quarterback position. It's going to be, you know, difficult to recommend. And still, there's still a bunch of guys that can all catch the ball in this team. It's, you never know where it's going to go. Chargers beat the Colts in overtime. And the story here is Austin Eckler. 12 carries, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Okay on the ground. But the receiving, 6-for-96 and two touchdowns. They're making the Chargers not miss Melvin Gordon right now at all. Justin Jackson even contributed there with 6-for-57 on the ground. Keenan Allen looked good, 8-for-123 and the touchdown. Not much for Mike Williams, 2-for-29. Hunter Henry, 4-for-60. So you really hope those guys can start stepping up a little bit. Mike Williams had a bit of an injury there. not exactly sure what it was, but um looks like he should be fine. And then uh, Rivers, 333 yards. Three touchdowns, one pick. Chargers, you, know, you do what the Chargers do. They get a win in overtime. They always make it interesting. So for the Colts, Marlon Mack definitely got downgraded after Andrew Luck retired, but Marlon Mack, 25, carries 174 yards and a touchdown. Looks great. You know, this offense can still be decent fantasy-wise, it looks like. T.Y. Hilton, 8 for 87 and two touchdowns. So Hilton and Mack were definitely, definitely downgraded, but Maybe they're going to be better. Maybe not better, but maybe they're going to be better than we thought. They're going to still be very useful. I think Eric Ebron is definitely the one who suffered the most. Only one catch, eight yards. He was a big um, Andrew Luck guy there, and it's not looking good right now for Eric Ebron. But Mac and Hilton still might, you know, be, they're going to be pretty good fantasy options. Seahawks, 21. Bengals, 20. Russell Wilson, 14 to 20, 196 yards, two touchdowns an okay game. He didn't hurt you really in fantasy, but he didn't do much for you either, I guess I'll say. He just kind of kept it average. Chris Carson, 15 for 46 on the ground. Penny, 6 for 18. Everyone's expecting Seattle to run the ball a lot and be, you know, a really good rushing attack. It just wasn't there today. Maybe that'll improve. Hopefully it will. DK Metcalf in his first game, 4 for 89. So there's some promise there. I know Jeff must have liked to see that, at least, you know. Coming off the injury, just had surgery, and he comes back and looks solid. Tyler Lockett was a bit of a disappointment. He didn't have a catch, I think, until the fourth quarter. And it, well, Luckily, though, for fantasy owners, it was a 44-yard touchdown. Makes his day much better that way. But that is it. Metcalf with 89, Lockett with the 1. Chris Carson had 6 for 37. He led the team in targets with 7. I mean, it's an odd game there for Seattle, but they get the win. So that I could see a lot of games like this for them this year. Ugly wins. Now, on Cincinnati's side, Andy Dalton, 418 yards and two touchdowns, so he had a really good fantasy output there. But the biggest story is John Ross. I mean, 7 for 158 and two touchdowns, 12 targets. Clearly, I mean, this is (laughs) finally maybe living up to this uh, potential. I've been waiting for this for three seasons now. I keep bringing up John Ross. I brought him up a couple weeks ago when we did our preseason awards and picked him as my deep sleeper of the year because he was ranked about 84th. And if we are finally seeing the real John Ross or what he could have been, the potential as a top 10 draft pick, this is I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with this. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to see if this continues. Tyler Boyd only had one less target than uh, Ross. But caught eight balls, 60 yards, but he's not as dynamic as John Ross. He just is not. And so I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what John Ross does. I think with AJ Green comes back, if Ross can continue this, Ross is going to be the one, you know, lining up there and getting a lot of work with AJ Green. I hope really hope this continues. Joe Mixon, six carries, ten yards, goes out with the injury. Doesn't seem very severe right now. I doesn't I believe he'll it looks like he'll be back next week. But if he's not, go get Gio Bernard. But he didn't look good before that, which is definitely a disappointment. I'm hoping for big things from Mixon this year, but it's early. It's it's game, <laughs> it's first game. Try not to overreact. I always say it's don't don't overreact too much to the negative the first week. People have bad games all throughout the year. It's just it's week one. It just feels worse when you see it right off the bat. But just I think it'll be fine for uh, Joe Mixon. So Dallas gets a thirty five seventeen win over the Giants, Dallas looked great in this one. Dak Prescott looked great in this one. 405 yards, four touchdowns. Second best quarterback this week, probably fantasy-wise. Only thing, only Lamar Jackson was more impressive than Dak Prescott. Michael Gallup, seven catches, 158 yards. Looked great. Amari Cooper, six for 106 and a touchdown. Looks pretty good there. Randall Cobb, four for 69 and a touchdown. Blake Jarwin gets a touchdown. Jason Witten gets a touchdown. Touchdowns for everybody. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott ran one in. He only had 13 carries, got fifty three yards. He'll be eased back in. He's gonna be fine. Don't overreact to that one. He at least salvaged a fantasy day for you. That was decent. But Cowboys overall, impressive. We've gotta see if this isn't, you know. I think that I mean obviously they have all kinds of talent on offense. This should continue. The Giants really aren't any good either, so I can see why you could be slightly skeptical, but Cowboys should be fine. Eli gets 306 yards, passing for the Giants and a touchdown. Barkley, 11 carries only, but turns him into 120 yards because he's just Saquon Barkley. He's that good. Only four catches for 19, so didn't get much there. But on the receiving side, it was Evan Ingram leading the team with 11 for 116, 14 targets. I guess we should have seen this coming. We've talked, I know Jeff and I have talked a million times about this, about how much better Evan Ingram was without Odell Beckham in the lineup and here we go first game without Odell Beckham on the Giants and look at this Evan Ingram 11 for 116 I mean shouldn't be surprised I guess it's how he's always uh, played and he seems to be the main target right now of Eli so this I mean don't be surprised if I guess if it if it continues Lions and Cardinals tie in overtime and uh yeah as a Lions fan this one was ugly this, this shouldn't be this shouldn't have been close they had a what 24 to 6 lead and just, I mean, it's the same old lines. That's, that's what all I can say here. Except, I mean, I was impressed early on with Stafford. I was excited to see that, hey, he looked like a quarterback we saw a few years ago, not the one from last year with 385 and three touchdowns. And he was throwing the ball to TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, six for 131 in a touchdown. The best, uh, you know, debut of a tight end, I think, ever. It was a great game for Hawkinson. And then Danny Amendola, seven for one oh four and a touchdown, really impressive there as well. I mean, those two outshined Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay at least got a touchdown to make it interesting. But the Lions, man, they just yeah, the life of a Lions fan. Carry on Johnson, sixteen carries, forty nine yards. Now he's getting a lot of hype there, especially after Riddick was gone. But you know what? They're still. It, it's just not. I don't know. It's the Lions. I don't know what to say. It's the Lions. They still ran the ball with C.J. Anderson eleven times. It's you know you're gonna have, you're gonna be up and down. Cardinals on the other hand, they looked just looked terrible early. It was I don't know what else you can say. Look, they looked terrible, and it fourth quarter, there we go. They're starting to look like the offense maybe um, people were expecting, but then again, hey, it's the Lions you're playing against. So what do you know? Kyler Murray 308, two touchdowns. David Johnson eight carries. Or 18 carries, 82 yards. He catches six balls for 55 and a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald, eight for 113 in a touchdown. Man, we really just uh, rode off Larry Fitzgerald. But, man, he just keeps going. Eight for 113 in a touchdown. Just never stops with Larry Fitzgerald. And then uh, Christian Kirk, a eh, little bit of disappointment there. Four for 32. Not um, not what you'd like to see, but, hey, they get they come back and get the tie there. So, hey, the, if the offense continues to play like they did at the end of that game, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch. 49ers get the 31-17 win over the Bucks. I'm gonna actually going to talk about the Bucks first because Jameis Winston just... it's not good, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. We've seen too many games like this from Jameis. He's going to turn it around at some point now and have a ma- massive game here, but 194 yards, one touchdown, three picks. I mean, I don't know how much more the Bucs are going to have to see from this guy to know that he just, I don't think he can be your franchise quarterback. It's just, he can't. He can't put performances like this together in, what, his third or fourth season in the league and just continue to do this. It's just it can't be. And so, in turn, nothing going for the passing game. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin. Godwin got a touchdown, though, in 53 yards to make it decent, but. O.J. Howard, only 4 for 32. Mike Evans, 2 for 28. I know he's battling some kind of illness there. It was a game-time decision. Just a terrible disappointment. I guess the only bright spot here would be Ronald Jones. Led the team in carries with 13. Turned him into 75 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. He looked pretty decent. Um, and I guess if there's a bright spot, that's probably the one. 49ers. So there really isn't much fantasy-wise here to, to really... Um, be, I guess, terribly excited about. Uh, it's just their defense Get the, you know, was helping them out with Richard Sherman, got the touchdown, and then Witherspoon got the touchdown. So, offensively, Garoppolo only 166, a touchdown on a pick. Breda had 15 for 37. Coleman got an injury. Both Brita and Coleman were hurt. Coleman was 6 for 23. Monster, 9 for 40. I guess maybe he's their starter now. <laughs> George Kittle led the team in receptions with 8 for 54 yards. Dante Pettis was just a no-show, 1 for 7. Marquise Goodwin, 1 for 7. not Nothing for those guys. Debo Samuel, 3 for 17. So they get the win, but fantasy-wise, there's just really nothing there. And um, the final game here that is uh, just wrapping up here on Sunday night. Patriots, 33-3. to win over the Steelers. Wow. Um, So Patriots look like at Super Bowl form early, which is not normal. They usually don't look this good early on. Brady, 341 yards, three touchdowns. Everyone that was uh, ranking him way down there. Maybe we were all wrong. I I guess I only had him, I don't remember exactly, 14th, 15th, which still, maybe this is too low, especially not getting Antonio Brown. It's going to be very interesting. The receiving game Kind of went everywhere. Everyone kind of got involved. Julian Edelman led in target or led in in targets and receptions with six for eighty-three. Philip Dorsett had the most yards and touchdowns, four for ninety-five and two touchdowns. Josh Gordon had three for seventy-three and a touchdown. James White got involved, five for fifty-six. Burke had got involved, five for forty-one. Just a, it's typical Patriots. Everyone's getting involved. Sony Michelle though, huge huge disappointment today. Fifteen carries. 14 yards. Rex Burke had looked better. 8 for 44. Sony Michelle just could not get going today. And hopefully, this is just a one game thing. Damian Harris wasn't active, but man, if Sony Michelle plays like that again, maybe they're going to have to make Damian Harris active and see what he can do. That was just ugly for Michelle. And speaking of ugly, the Steelers. Wow. Um, man, maybe they are missing Antonio Brown. And this was. Um, yeah, not not good all around, but Roethlisberger, 276, no touchdowns on pick. James Conner, 10 carries for 21 yards. He got four for 44 receivings, or at least he had uh, 65 total yards. But, man, not, not what you're hoping for if you're drafting James Conner early. Same thing, Juju Smith-Schuster, six for 78. James Washington, at two for 51. Vance McDonald, who was a, you know, a trendy tight end pick, two for 40. It was just, there's nothing here. That was a very ugly game for the Steelers. You got to hope that was just playing the Patriots on the road in the opening game. It's just not, that was ugly. It's, you know, there's absolutely pretty much nothing good to take away from that game. As it for the Steelers. They just need to forget that one. Move on, because that was not pretty. But that is going to do it for Week 1 Sunday Recap. They got two more games yet tomorrow night, which we got Texans, Saints. We got Broncos Raiders. We'll be back. Well, I'll be back for the episode on Tuesday. We'll talk about waiver wire pickups. Jeff might pop in here if we can get him um, jump in, maybe for a little bit in the episode. Give him some, give some his top waiver wire pickups for week two. Talk to you guys then.